0: Are you a small business owner taking huge leaps? Welcome to the Fresh Take Podcast, where fresh perspectives on entrepreneurship inspire new ideas, provide support, and harness the power of the small biz community. With your hosts, Lisa Greer and Stacy Kazmier. Hi, Stacy Kazmier. <laughs> Good morning, Lisa Greer. Are you drinking coffee? Is that what you're drinking?
1: You're darn skippy, I am. <laughs> And it has lots of creamer
0: in it. And anybody who says I shouldn't be
1: drinking it can suck it. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Well, can, I tell you? can I tell you what I've been drinking, which is um, like cold brew, like the cold press cold brew. I don't know, whatever, whatever they call it, whatever those hip kids are drinking. And I mix in like a tablespoon, just a little splash of heavy cream, trying to do the whole low carb, no sugar Jazz, it is so good. Like over ice, it is. It like makes my whole. It's creamy, but it's cold. But this is now I becoming the way. Fresh oh. Shake podcast about coffee. So please make your coffee <laughs> your okay. Leave us a note in the Facebook group, or leave drop us a line yes. on iTunes and let us know how you take your coffee. But you it's so good. Coffee? It's so good.
1: I get the eight o'clock beans, grind them up, put them in my coffee. See what you Oh, you it grind bruised. your own coffee. Yes ma'am, and then I have hazelnut creamer. That's what I have to have. Yes, it has sugar in it. Yes, it has fat in it, whatever it has in it. But this is what, this is what I'm thinking. This is the one splurge I can do for myself. It's an indulgence. Who cares? It just, it makes me feel happy. It starts my morning. I look outside, beautiful sun rising with the birds chirping and I've got my cup of Joe. We are good to go. (laughs) And I feel like, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, Kicking and screaming, last thing on coffee. No, uh, kicking and screaming with Will Farrell and <laughs> um the football coach for the Chicago Bears, My Mike Ditka. Talks his whole spiel about coffee and how it can wind you up, calm you down. It's the lifeblood of champions. He does his whole speech. I love it so much. Anyway, yeah, I, I love coffee. Okay, in our last episode, <laughs> we were chatting, and I know, clearly had too much this morning. We were talking about. What happens when we don't, you know, love our work anymore? We seem to have these hits happen, I've noticed, at least for myself, in the last two and a half years. I've noticed, like, the ebb and flow. You know, there's definitely hills and valleys, hills and valleys to entrepreneurship. Well, what happens when the valley just seems to be going, like, you know, the, the, the desert? <laughs> like, it just yes. keeps going. It's like Death Valley, <laughs> right, where people go to die. Like, seriously, it just goes and goes and goes, and you can't, like, snap out of it. What are some tactics that we use right now that help us to migrate through those valleys and get to those hills that much quicker? So I'd like to start with you, Stacey Kazmier. How have you been working this transition from taking on any job to narrowing it down, switching things up a bit? You've made some pivots in your business as well. Yep. And you're actually in the process of making more. Like You've actually been fine-tuning, fine-tuning. So why don't you share your
0: story? Well, I want to say that you just touched on a great thing, which is the ebbs and the flows and the ebbs and the flows and making this transition. It wasn't just like I had one week of the deep valley and I was like, that's it. I'm over it. It was, it sort of started at the beginning of the year, just sort of sliding down that slope and it kept sliding and sliding and sliding and I made some changes. I changed how I worked. I changed my work schedule. I changed when I was available to clients and when I was available to email, and that didn't spark me up and light me up. I changed the work that I was writing on from sales pages to more personal working to more book proposals, and again, that didn't light me up. I didn't, you know, like jumper cables, right? So I think that's really important that it wasn't a rash decision it wasn't just a bad billing cycle or a rough month it was a trend that I very honestly had to be brave to summon and like okay let's really look at this and what is this and what isn't working and if I had that ideal week what would it look like and that's when I started realizing that ideal week for me looks like I don't want to say it looks like corporate America because we've talked about my corporate America experience most recently. It was sitting in a basement with no windows. I don't want to look <laughs> like that, but um, it's definitely, if in an ideal world, if I can make this mishmash, this beautiful swirl career of where I am back in design and I'm working like four days a week, I'm working a part-time schedule where I'm able to still continue writing with the clients that I love to write with and sort of doing my entrepreneurship part-time and doing a full-time job that lights me up and that started to get exciting and it started to be like the stuff of dreams and then also I encourage you to check yourself as I did because it started that train started to go and feel too good and I didn't want it I don't want to create a dream that is unattainable just like anything else I don't want to set myself up for failure. I want to set a realistic bar. So all that being said, that's where I'm at right now and I signed up for the JobJenny.com free cover letter course. We'll put that in the show notes. And um, she gives you some good points. She also gives you some great tips of when you're putting your resume together, how to make sure your keywords are in the body and they're read by those crazy um, automatic resume Prompts, which that's the whole thing that I've never really dealt with or understood before. So that was really helpful.
1: I wanted to ask you a question. Going back to when you were talking about, you know, you started noticing the valley was getting a little longer. Yep. Did you reach out to some coaches, or
0: did you reach out in some courses? That's a good question. Like, yes. So as I was starting to begin the valley, I was in. I was ending a networking group, so I've talked about it a lot in my group, and. It was very common that other people felt that way, understood how I was feeling. However, not everybody was ready to step out or to pivot out a little bit. So as I was experiencing this and feeling this this darkness, well, not darkness, but this deepness, it was nice to get other people's perspectives. But also it was, I got a lot of tips of, well, have you tried rearranging your schedule? So then I tried that. Have you tried changing the clients you work with? And then I did that. Have you tried billing? Um, I was working on retainership versus hourly. And so that was really helpful. And then I did start working one-on-one with clients. And I checked in with my colleagues and I also queried them. Anybody I was working with, I was sort of questioning, maybe not directly if it was a client, but like a colleague or a co-worker or a business coach. Um, so I consulted with many people and I did try what they suggested. But I think, unfortunately or fortunately, I'm the first to be in this position of these successful, making money entrepreneurs that I know of that is now transitioning out or pivoting out um, because I don't know anyone else who's doing it, so I'm sort of forging my own way. And I, like I said, with Job Jenny, I've created my resume and I'm working on that. But although I've taken all those great support keys that everyone said, it never felt right. And if you're always checking in with yourself, it just didn't feel whole and complete. So I am. Trying to again forge and make something new, and maybe this is the way I like to dream. Maybe this is the way that everyone is. Where you can work for yourself because you've established that business, and then you're getting that supplemental, or you're creating that full time job, and your part time job is supplemental. I think it's important to be true to yourself, and when I started that slide and it wasn't, I wasn't climbing back up, that's not worth it. Well, no, the reason I ask is also because I find that we go
1: searching. When we're in these valleys, we go searching. Maybe this next course is going to give me the, the information I need to get over this plateau. Maybe this new coach is going to help me. And I, I know because I've done it myself. Like in fact, this last valley I've been in, I was doing a little bit of unpacking, analyzing. Okay. What, well, let's look at these last two and a half years. What have we purchased? What have we yeah, signed that's up for? A good point. There's a lot of stuff in there too. Have you been implementing at least? Like, I'm gonna call myself out on it and I'm gonna say, yo, no. Big fat no. There's a couple that I've actually started and completed them from start to finish in one fell swoop. But there's some that I knew I purchased during a time when I had a pain point and that sales copy was just so darn good. <laughs> and I grabbed and it, it I was, to you. And you're like, that's it. That's the answer I've been looking for. That's like, the that's answer. It's going to save and solve all my problems. And then I get in there and I look for that module that's going to have that part. And it's either too vague or too broad a net. Right. And then I'm just like, ah, all I'm left is with more questions. This didn't solve anything, and I'm out, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever. And then the thing that made me – and then with coaches, the reason I asked that about that too is because, you know, sometimes I feel like at least lately, maybe it's just me, do you ever wonder if sometimes the person's quote-unquote, you know, copy or their offering is fueled more from a place of I need to cover my bills – Oh, and not so yes, that is fueled, such a good point. Absolutely. And not so much fueled from the place of, I really want to help you solve your problem. To and that. Like,
0: there has been uh, twice. So I have been actually like, read the sales page. It felt like it spoke to me, got into the group or got into the, you know, mini session, whatever it was. And then I started to look around and I started realizing, hey, everybody's sort of like me. And we're all sort of having this same issue or pain point right and that's when I was like wait a minute they're not helping like it it did dawn on me like they're not here to help they're not here to they're here to write their program and their blog about how they made their overnight success and they hit their five figures and they and that felt so icky and so used and very honestly like I was coming off of a situation like that at the top of this year and maybe that's what caused my downward Slide wow. maybe I was more affected by it than others and didn't have a thick skin, but that is not cool, and that is an ick feeling and i i've talked do you know you of it? About this before like, of that mindset i can't, I don't understand how I would ever write a sales page to prey on a certain weakness in people that's that may sound dramatic, but do you, that's sort of basically what well it is. you know every copy coach.
1: Right, whatever. Everybody who does copy says, you know, you are supposed to write down the pain points that the person's feeling and how you are going to address and solve them. I think what sometimes happens, and this is just a heads up to anybody who writes copy. This is one thing that I'm doing right now with any client that I have who has a sales page and then has either a course or a program or something that's matching up. Let's really unpack that sales page and every single thing. My son just sneezed. <laughs> every single thing that is on that sales page you better be delivering on somewhere in your course or in your program because if you're not, you're lying to people. That's number one. Well, if you're not – Number two – It's just a hook to get you
0: in. Yeah.
1: It's It's just a hook, yeah. Number two, I think it's also a very, very – I feel that the person who is having the program, especially with programs I've noticed, it's your job. You have a responsibility to the people that are coming to your program to protect them. And sometimes it's to protect them from other people in your program.
0: Yes, that's a good point.
1: I mean, you can try all day long, of course, to filter out and weed out, you know, some people that might be just in there. But even if you don't think it's an issue, let's say something pops up and you don't think it's a copycat scenario that's happening. You think it's fine. You would still need to address it with both people involved because what if one, for one person, it's not fine. What if that one person feels like you're being used or slighted or, or, hey, this feels ick. And the way that you manage that and handle that, um, is incredibly important. My son is sneezing. Yeah. You have to have a, a, a contingency plan to address that. Yeah. When You're running a program or a course. You have to have, you have to actually do what we do, Stace. We have to do worst case scenario. So what happens, worst case scenario, if someone's in my program or someone's in my course and they are, you know, basically feeding off of others in the group to give themselves ideas to then take and go do themselves, right? Yep. How am I going to deal with that? How am I going to address it? How will I make sure everybody feels protected? So I'm sorry, but these are things that either they don't teach you or you're not doing or maybe you are, but, again, you just want to make sure that those are on point because it's, it's just really tricky. Some of the better uh, courses and, and programs I've taken have, you know, they, the persons realize, I can't do this all by myself. I can't monitor this beast by myself. So they have, you know, other people involved in their program or in their sphere to help. Not, I don't want to use the word police that, but it's to help moderate To moderate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's to moderate. And, and it takes it a step further, too. Like, if there is an issue, making sure that you're super-serving both parties involved, whether it be to – check someone and get them in point, or it's to, you know, let the other one feel more at ease and comfortable again. And to just be, oh, no, I don't think it's a problem, and throw up your hands and toss it out the window, just or to explain me solidify. Explain it away and make it, okay, that's not cool. Yeah. That just, to me, tells me you just really wanted the money and you don't really care if, you know what I mean, if there's a, that's it, it, about two- it's, it's chiseling away at your credibility. It does. Okay. It does. So circling back to transitions. So when we are in this again, this valley, you sought help elsewhere first, right? Yep. Because that's what you do. Right. You don't want to throw in the towel just yet. So now you all that ended up happening unfortunately is you walked away feeling even worse, which is yep. sad. I'm so sorry. And now you're just like, you know what? This has been several months. I'm feeling really crappy and I'm just done. Right? Can I is I that would a fair assessment? Just done. But yes,
0: like I'm I'm you're done with feeling crappy. I'm done with feeling crappy. And I'm now at, let's say a business trickle, right? So I'm keeping it going. I'm cherry picking exactly who I want to work with. I'm being very trying to keep it as light as I can. Does that make sense? So if I only choose the, the best clients, but also what does that mean in reality? In reality, it means that my income is now shrunk. Right. So there's the two, there's one benchmark I
1: want to, or one point I really want to make is when the gurus tell you, and I don't mean to point it out as the gurus, it's, it's good. It's sound advice. Like if you start to feel like it's, things are too heavy, then yes, you need to focus down. You need to look at your client list and you need to ask yourself, which ones are possibly draining me more than they should and why. Yep. If it's just a, not a good fit then you start to hone in down on your expectations and you hone in down on your process and what you're expecting of your clients and you are just refining that that target right
0: so first right? It's clients right and so then it's like refining and honing that then i looked at but, my services but wait but before i the point i want to make is when we do that
1: the one thing that's never talked about is that sometimes when you're in that transition it means you might for a little bit just a little bit in that transition have your income shrink a bit. That's oh, the part yeah. I want to That's right, they don't everything.
0: talk about that. But when you when I ask about that, which I did, it's it'll well, you're not charging enough. <laughs> it's yeah, it's two things. You're not charging enough or it'll come. You have to believe in it and it'll come. And don't get me wrong, I practice Reiki, I'm in yoga, I believe in a lot of the woo. It's you know, grounding me in a way that nothing else is able to. However, I maybe I'm too scientific, maybe I'm too I I just that's such a non answer. Do not tell me that if I believe in it it'll come. There's a third one you're missing that they say too. Do the work. Oh. Yeah, uh, you know what, if I've if I've done the work and I had a and I had a website and I had this and it was all sort of taken or copied by someone else in that group, like it's exhausting like bottom line. <laughs> I don't mean to dissuade Anyone from starting a business, I hope that you're here and you're listening and you're just relating to this because this is the real behind the scenes that we've experienced. But oh my gosh, don't tell me to believe in it and don't tell me to do the work because it's the reason why right now why my website is bare bones because I'm you can't copy bare bones. I'm just obviously I've been burnt and I'm <laughs> I'm sort of tired. That's a hard thing. So if I believe the money's going to come, I can't write Discover and say you know what. My check is going to come from my credit card. And I can't hear how like, you know what? It's coming.
1: My money tree out back has just not blossomed yet. It's on its way.
0: (laughs) But don't worry. I'm doing the work. Like, that's exhausting. (laughs) It's exhausting. And then I've also, on the flip side, worked with clients who have believed that, all that to a T. But then they take it out on you because it's me that must be misaligned. And that's just... uh, It's just a hard place to be, and I am not glorifying corporate America, but there's a different boundary
1: there. Safety. If you felt safe in the space that you were in with this program, with this course, with this coach, whoever, with your clients, if you felt safe, none of this would be an issue.
0: Not even just that, but, like, also just taken care of. And, you know, and we've talked about it before, like, a teacher, like... You treat everybody the same, and you want the same for everybody. And it's not always, in my experience, that situation in these groups. Yeah. So bottom line is, now we've sort of set it up. We're both at the same, feeling ick, what are we going to do? So I, like I said, am pivoting out and trying to create this this other path that is supported mostly by an outside job and then again my passion and my love is the writing and I can continue to do that and maybe that's just for a couple of years where I'm creating a nest egg so that I can do this and maybe it's forever I don't know I I would love to go back to school but I don't make enough money right now to go back to school
1: so right now you are in transition but you're also in what I would call like a phase one transition or a phase two transition because there's sometimes different phases that come with transitioning hmm and I, again, I'm in the same boat, but I've addressed it in a different way, where I feel anyways not ready to draft that resume and get it out there yet. Well, I think because
0: how my transition, my searching within my position didn't really fill me up in the way I needed to be, which is why what created my transition out, where you, when you switch those things around and you turn those knobs, you felt like, Oh, you sort of got rejuvenated a little bit, and you oh, I could do it this way." And it allowed you to feel that safety and feel that security that Well, the safety and security will always be attached to
1: a couple of things, and And for me, it's appreciation, and then, of course, just you know the finance part of it. You want to feel taken care of in that regard. But the appreciation part can go a long way, people. It can go such a long way. When was the last time you actually said thank you and meant it in a way? It wasn't just thanks or – and even just a heartfelt thank you, but, like, really and truly, like, one, especially during those review times. When was the last time you had a review with a team member or even a contractor? You know, sometimes we think that the contractors are just these robots that show up. At least I feel that sometimes. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. Ciao. That's true. I like that you say those robots, you know, especially if that person helped you achieve something in your business, whether it be writing an email that yielded (laughs) over a thousand dollars or whether it be, you know, they're taking care of your social media or they, you know, did a bunch of graphic design work for you or whatever. It doesn't matter what they did. If they provided you a service, I think that sometimes we think, well, they provided me a service and I paid for it. So it's like going to a store and buying a shirt. I don't. I might say thanks to the clerk as I'm walking out, but I'm not going
0: to, like, shower her with praise. But I think the but, thing they're missing is this and the way we work is relationship building.
1: Exactly. And this is the thing that I would just want to end on is you're right. The clerk's doing her job she didn't make the sweater or whatever it is that you purchased and you walked out, but is that how you want to run your business? Do you want it to be that clinical and that like commercial where you just walk up, you order what you need, you get what you need and you leave. Where is any, like you said, the relationships, the appreciation part is the other part of this that makes the person feel safe. And right? when they feel safe, they're going to work even harder for you the next time. And they're going to believe in what you sell and they're going to want to promote you on their own. There are people who have given me such service. And again, I'm going to throw out, you know, Rachel, I adore her so much. And it's because that course and that program, Conscious Business Design, well, even just in her freebie this is a perfect example of someone who not just delivers what they say, but they do like almost 10 times more than that. Mm-hmm. And you just are so filled with such like, wow, this was like awesome. And I can't stop talking about her, Right. And that, again, she shows her appreciation in a different way. She shows it through acts of service, is my two cents, because I'm not, like, giving her the five languages of appreciation yeah. quiz. <laughs> but to me, just because I'm looking at her work, to me, she strikes me as a person. That that's how she does it. Like, I'm going to give you, and I'm going to give you, and I'm going to give you some more. Right? Before I get anything, there's three gives. And I just think that that's just so brilliant and and lovely. And I think that that's why she has the business she has. And that, I think that's why also her people who come and go, just scream from the rooftops how great she is because they felt safe and they felt taken care of and they felt awesome when they were there with her. So, yeah, for me, the transitioning is I have to re- remember my big goal. I'm not, I've not reached my goal yet for myself in terms of things that I want to make and create. And until I've made and created them and executed that, done the work, right, right. the way that I think that I can do, I'm not ready to say okay this isn't for me yet just yet because I'm still aiming towards that do I need realignment sometimes absolutely if I'm being super honest with myself it's why you know Dr. Kelly and I did a blueprint for a course and we'll put that in show notes too because she offers this awesome service where she'll do a blueprint on a course that you want to create I've had these course notes now for two and a half years and we did our blueprint last April Of 2015. And I am just now pulling it back out and being, when are you going to actually do this? Mm -hmm. Until I get this done and get it out there and actually see what happens, I'm not ready to say I'm done yet. In the meantime, do I need to realign and make my schedule work to have it happen? Absolutely. That's why I'm going to really work hard on my Pomodoro. (laughs) I feel like my t- transitions right now are for myself. Like, it's, Lisa has to change. She's got to be – I have to stop being so reactive Reactive in my business. See, we talk about this a lot. Proactive.
0: Like, for those that are listening right now, like, Lisa and I go back and forth about this, I completely disagree. I think it's just transitioning how you run your business in your business. I don't think that it's changing – that you're too reactive, or that you are too this, or that you talk and don't write, completely disagree, because I see you growing and changing. I think it's just growth with where you're at. I don't think that Maybe it is. Maybe you
1: misunderstood when I say reactionary. I'm talking about if someone pops an email in, I'm going oh, on myself to say. It can wait. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about, though. Reactionary Lisa has to deal with it right now. i got to do it. <gasps> Proactive Lisa says, nope. You have allocated this time on when you're going to address it. That's what I meant by reactive and proactive. I just wanted to address that because it's I'm very reactionary. Someone says, I need your help with this right now. I drop everything I'm doing right now, and I go try to help. No, 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 no. Stop. Take a breath. I can still be helpful, but I also can be true to me. True to you and say, this is the
0: next time I'm available for that. I can get you in here. Exactly. Mm
1: So hopefully you got and gleaned some sort of little bits for yourself. If you're in the middle of transition, if you're in that valley right now and you're wondering, how long am I going to be here? You can try either course, but really and truly, it's a matter of charting out a path and a course that works for you. That feels right for you. And also
0: that even if
1: nobody else is doing it, that you can do it. Absolutely. And just because it's never been done, like you said, forging your own way, Forge your own way, sister or brother.
0: <laughs> or leave a comment or get in our Facebook group and let's talk about it because as much as I'm forging my own way, I will help you and I'm sure that you have things to say that will help us. So after you hop on in there and subscribe on thefreshshakepodcast.com and also leave out, we would super love you to leave a rating in iTunes because we love a rating and we want to know that it's just not us listening to ourselves speak all the time. So thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fresh Take Podcast. Small biz talk for big action takers. Be sure to join in the Fresh Take community by visiting thefreshtakepodcast.com. Join the conversation in our Facebook group. Add your comments on our episodes and grab resources mentioned during the show.